It's the Stephanie Miller Show. This is my fight song. Take back my life song. Prove I'm a right song. And I don't really care if nobody else believes. Because I've still got a lot of fight left in me. In a democracy, it is vital that people have, that citizens have, a common frame of reference for reality. There has to be a place where all citizens can go and look at facts about what happened yesterday and say, you know what, I agree that that's probably roughly what happened. The electorate's confidence in the news being real is all important. You see this when you go to other countries that don't have a history or a tradition of a straightforward, honest press, like I don't know, places like Pakistan where I've spent a lot of time, where the press has always been dishonest, always every newspaper is an organ of a political movement uh, or other, and people have come over time to become really cynical about the press. They don't believe anything that is written in newspapers because they assume all of it is just another man's view. All of it is bias. And so in the absence of any universally recognized standard or source of news, what happens? Well, rumors take the place of news. And so ultimately you have an electorate that is really poorly informed and incredibly suspicious. And in that environment, all sorts of crazy conspiracy theories bloom and take the place of facts. Wow. <laughs> that was Tucker Carlson. Uh, 2006. 2006. Wow. That uh, seems a little nail on the head, doesn't it? It does. It was pretty you know, on the nose there. Jody Hamilton sitting in for Stephanie Miller on the Stephanie Hello. Miller Show. Hello, Chris. Hello, Travis. That was... <laughs> Good morning. Sorry. Wow. Sorry to everyone. I, I, Dylan saw, heard that last night on Twitter. I was like going, oh, we should open the show with that. Yes. No, you were correct. 323-410-0458 is the number. Wow. That was... Stunning. Yeah. I kind of act, accurately predicting everything he's doing at Fox News right now. I, I know. And it... it, it it leads into the Dominion lawsuit and J six and all of this. I mean, stuff. it ties everything. Like it's it, it's all one story. Yeah, it's it's this is a crazy. I mean, I'm, we've read this a little bit before, but they keep dumping more and more mm -hmm. stuff. And supposedly, there's going to be more redactions coming today. Okay. Um, according to uh, it seems like it's a, it's a daily thing. Yeah, it's like it, they the release dumping. new stuff every right. day. Yeah. Fox is not pleased with the release of this no. stuff because no. they're calling it propaganda. Uh huh. Um, yeah, they're starting to fight back in But in, in a public. weird, bad yeah. way. It's, yeah. it's not working. It's not working. <laughs> right. Um, uh, uh, Fox has said, um, well, Dominion has accused Fox of wanting to license and to knowingly spread lies. Hi, Tucker. Yeah. Um, and, then, and then Fox said it's an unprecedented assault on the First Amendment. No, it is not. Um, they're both seeking summary judgment. Dominion seeking su summary judgment because it's overwhelmingly obvious that they knew this was malice and they knew they were lying and and not they still haven't backed off of this and then secondly Fox says um, <laughs> there's no basis in law or fact that they should be suing us and they said this effort to publicly smear a media organization just for having the temerity to cover and comment on allegations being pressed by the sitting president should now be recognized for what it is a blatant violation of the First Amendment no no and I also heard somebody uh, believe, called into Tom Hartman yesterday and uh, suggested that Fox's defense could be, and I don't agree with this, because they've in previous lawsuits said they're an entertainment company. Yes. That 
defamation can't go after and I don't think that's right. Oh, you can it's, still it's defame somebody even they, if it's entertainment. They, they, they claim their no news. Difference. Yeah, it makes no difference. And regardless of whether they're a news organization or not, yeah. if you're... If, if you, you defame someone, yeah, then like, that's, 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 and, and that's not, defamation. And that's, this isn't satire. No. This is not being... It's not like they say we're a satire network. Correct. Um, it's not that kind of... Well, even if they do say they are a satire network, that's up for a jury to decide exactly. whether it's satire or not. Yeah, exactly. it's, not a, it's not up to Fox News. To it's decide. not the Colbert Report. It's right. Exactly. It's not Saturday Night Live. Right. It's not, you know, they don't pretend to be that. And, you know, in previous lawsuits, there have been judges that said you can't believe a word coming out of Tucker Carlson's mouth because he's a known liar. That's mm -hmm. on the record. Yeah. Um, One thing I things. thought was interesting yesterday, I think it was during Nicole Wallace's show on MSNBC, she had a legal analyst going through the these recent findings. Right and talking about the redactions and the point that she made was the wor the worst of it has not been revealed yet for Fox. Right. And there are points in the redactions where the lawyers for Dominion are saying because of these statements by Rupert Murdoch, we believe that a summary judgment is an order redaction. Right. So there are things that they have like said specifically these are the reasons why we should get a summary judgment. And until this. that goes until those things are revealed and and that could be some of what we're getting today because it's they're running out of things to reveal and they said that the standard for keeping things redacted is very very tight on a case like this mm -hmm. because it's only limited to like personal identifying information Usually, like email yeah. addresses phone numbers right. things like that or um things that could be um of financial use like uh, bank account numbers and of things course. like that yeah. so technical social things. security numbers so um, like that, yeah. there could be a lot of lot more shoes to drop in this one well yeah i mean um Fox executives discussed a plan to denounce the Trump myth the day before the uh, insurrection. Lou Dobbs even said this. It's been eight weeks and none of them has produced anything tangible or verifiable. And now he wants, Donald, uh, thousands of his supporters to go to D.C. without shelter or food to demonstrate. Now Dobbs goes on to say, I believe the election was stolen, but without evidence, we can do nothing significant. <laughs> Dude, no evidence. You might believe it, yeah. but, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, Donald and his lawyers have so discredited their own case and the rest of us to some extent that's infuriating Tucker Carlson said in a text and he said it absolutely enrages me um, Murdoch on January 5th uh, emailed it's been suggested our primetime three should independently or together say something like the election is over and Joe Biden won we're all disappointed by, but it happened we love America and have to turn the page we will now be the loyal opposition criticizing every liberal mistake the new uh, administration wake uh, makes and then he continued not those words but a refinement would go a long way to stop the Trump myth that the election was stolen and the basis of his 2024 campaign I also have questions about the fact that this was supposed to be done literally like two days before January 6th and I know we all know that January 6th was an important day for the Electoral College count well it's yeah but the fact that this was something that Fox was like we need to do this before January 6th because they knew because they mm -hmm. saw the writing on the wall and they, they saw where this that the, they have or, telegram accounts or they know or did they know more about what the plans were that, who know I mean you it was out there in the ether it was, yeah. it was on Twitter it was on telegram it was in every, it wasn't if you're hidden. paying attention yeah it wasn't hidden at all um, uh, January 5th Hannity put Eric Trump on the air um, <laughs> to com continue the uh, fraud claims and then uh, Dobbs said the Republic, its future, our futures are hanging in the balance. But that was teeing up Judicial Watch's Tom Finton, who argued that the outcome of the election could still be changed by state legislatures and Congress on January 6th, which is 
perpetuating. And Fenton mm-hmm. knew. Of course he did. The plan. He was in on the plan. Yeah, he did. Um, and the day after Biden's inauguration, Rupert Murdoch uh, was facing heat from certain Republican senators. He met with the minority leader, uh, McConnell, who is in the hospital right now, and we uh, wish him a speedy recovery. Mm-hmm. As much as we loathe him, he doesn't need to be hospital. It's he, bad. Yeah, he fell at a, uh, um, a hospital. Restaurant at a hotel having dinner or something. Yeah. So we do. We wish him well because he's 81 years old. I mean, that could be dangerous. Is it too soon for me to say? I hope he like tucked and rolled like a good turtle. <laughs> he got back into his shell Did, before I, he fell down. Yeah, I'm just saying. Where's the buzzer? <laughs> <laughs> if Stephanie was here, the buzzer would have been played. Well, on yeah, that I know. Okay, I don't know where. Tuck it and is. roll. Tuck and I roll. I wish it was like in alphabetical some order. sort of simple oh. some, some, some sort of order. We wish many. many. Yeah, there's a lot of things we wish could be <laughs> yeah. in order. I. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, uh, Murdoch met with um, Mitch McConnell and Lindsey Graham, who are opposed to impeaching Trump. Um, still getting mud thrown at us. Maybe Sean Laura went too far. Speaking of Hannity and Ingram, mm-hmm. um, uh, he asked whether he asked Scott, who was uh, one of the women working for him, uh, whether it was un. And unarguable that high-profile Fox voices fed the story that the election was stolen and that January 6th an important chance to have the result overturned. She punted the request to a group of executives, noting, please send specifics. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You know, Trump's, it's, it's amazing what they, it's just incredible. Oh, thank you. Mm -hmm. I appreciate that. Um, And also, this is fun, Kristen Fisher, who is a, a, Fox White House correspondent complained that the network muzzled her after she fact-checked the 2020 election claims. There's a lot of those in there. Yeah. um, In a text message between herself and um, uh, Fox News host Jillian Turner, uh, she wrote, uh, Turner writes, Fox and Friends has stopped taking me when I fill in on morning White House. Um, for the whole pandemic, they took me every time at seven and eight, and that seems to have ended. That makes the two of us Fisher replies. I was wondering what your experience was with them lately. So it's back to being a uh, uh, excrement shift program <laughs> mm-hmm. again. Um, and uh, Fisher replied, "It's an excrement network, and I'm a hundred percent being muzzled." So they were muzzling their straight reporters, the ones who were actually doing their jobs, doing their jobs exactly. Um, from Fisher's text after my Giuliani live shot. And that six-minute-long fact-check of Trump on special report, I have zero live shots from the White House except for special report. They gave all my morning shots to Griff Jenkins when I'm filling in for John, and they even pulled me from anchoring the 2 p.m. last Friday. I'm supposed to fill in on America's New Room for a few days over the next few weeks, and I have a hunch they're going to pull me from that, too. Turner replies, F, really? You think they pulled you from anchoring over that S? 100%. Griff is doing my hit today, and I've been punished for doing my job. Literally, that's it. That's Dominion, hi. Yeah. Um, They're on it. Yeah, of course they are. That's how we know about this. Um, And then Phil Vogel, who was a former Fox producer, uh, told Fisher he was going to take a pay cut and foregoing six six weeks paid leave to get out of the network because I couldn't defend their voter fraud coverage to his daughter. He said, and once Alice was born, I realized I couldn't defend my employee to my daughter while trying to teach her to do what is right. Parenthood adds perspective in a harsh way sometimes, I guess. Wow. That's intense. It is intense. And, and um, uh, he did the right thing. Yeah. But um, it's just, it's go, Dominion, go. Yes. <laughs> go. Bury them. Destroy Bury, them. Destroy them. Fatality. Destroy. Destroy. 
what a lovely program. It's the Stephanie Miller Show. Stephanie Miller. It is 23 minutes after the hour. I'm Jody Hamilton sitting in for Stephanie Miller. 323-410-0458 is the number. Carl Frisch is coming up at the bottom of the hour, and we have Dr. Doom mm-hmm. at the top of the next hour. And everything gets better when Dana, Dana Goldberg's Goldberg here. is here yeah. in the third hour. Yeah. We like we love it when she is here. Or we just do gay stack. Or we just, <laughs> we just, we just like to trigger everybody. Oh, there's one coming, folks. <laughs> Hi, Bobby in North Carolina. How you doing? I hope you guys are also. We're good. Well, uh, I learned something this morning, uh, Chris. Mm-hmm. Uh, that uh, I didn't know that George Washington was buff. Sure. So is there going to be a picture of you, you know, sailing across the Potomac at some point? <laughs> Why not? Shirtless. In, in a powdered wig. Shirtless. <laughs> shirtless. Yes. Yeah, shirtless. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so I decided I was going to really make myself suffer last night. Oh, no. And I listened to about two minutes of Carson. Uh-oh. And I can't believe that with the lawsuit going on and the obvious bias that he's put into this, that, that they let him go on the air. How is that? It makes no sense. I mean, and then he, he started out his uh, speech about he was going to show how the left was lying about uh, January 6th. Right. And he said lie. I'm telling you, in two minutes, he must have said lie. They lied nine times. Wow. Ten. Projection is their superpower. That's, he took that's... a breath and he, was, and he was saying, and they were lying. The only problem was when he took a breath, he was lying. So he beat us by numbers. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, it, that's the thing. That's why I'm thinking that Dominion's really going to start. Because just with the current, <clears throat> what they're doing right now. I Objectively, mean, that's lying to their audience. They're doubling down on the lies right now. And it's I, I, I think this all ties together because if Fox News hadn't been pumping Dominion mm-hmm. into everyone's veins on their network, we may not have had January 6th happen the way it did. True. Like they mobilized a huge audience and they put out the call for them to be there. And like you said earlier, they had Eric Trump on the night before. Uh-huh. Well, and even Jenna Ellis talking about it too. She's... um she's being censured yeah mm-hmm. about time um it's a six-page ruling it was handed down yesterday uh, it's being handed down today i guess uh judge byron uh large um 10 occasions where she uh, agreed and made misrepresentations on various networks and twitter between november 13th of 2020 and december 22nd of 2020 and basically the parties have agreed that two aggravators reply respondent that's that's ellis had a selfish motive and she engaged in a pattern of misconduct while one factor her lack of prior discipline mitigates her misconduct i don't know why that would mitigate it but um so she's being censured in colorado so good um and i mean the stuff that she said was very much similar to that Mm -hmm. yeah you know and so this just helps the dominion case too i would imagine right i can't imagine it not because she was on fox news uh you know spewing this let alone she actually went on ari melber but 
he was just showing that she was a liar. Yeah. That's a different thing. There was a, there, um, yeah, he was calling her out for yeah, the lies. Yeah, he was. Um, so, I mean, it's just, it's, uh, this is good for Dominion. I hope they really do bring them down. And then with the whole January 6th stuff, officers, families, anybody that died that day, their families, everybody that's injured, got injured. Sue, every... Tucker doubled down on Sicknick last night. He... He went after him again last night, so he's just giving them more ammunition. I mean, there's 140 people that were injured. Mm-hmm. Um, if they each just sued for like five million, that's a lot of money. Yeah. To sue mm-hmm. 140, just five million. That's not an unreasonable and amount of money to sue for pain and suffering or anything else. And that Tucker happened. can afford it. Not for 140 lawsuits. That's no. that's a lot of money. Yeah. If he lost all five, all of those lawsuits, and I highly encourage everybody that was. Um, injured to whatever degree on that day he's got frozen fish stick money not that kind of money not no people don't really eat that stuff so much anymore (laughs) but i i I encourage them to do it i really Mm -hmm. do because he's literally re-traumatizing them like alex jones Mm -hmm. did with Mm -hmm. sandy hook and look at he owes two billion dollars to people he didn't get that kind of scratch not at all not even close but they might take his cat and he's very well off but he ain't that well off um there are very few people that could afford that Mm -hmm. kind of lawsuit um, so I, I definitely encourage it. And, and Tucker Carlson is an awful, awful, awful human being. Yep. Um, we do not like him one little, little bit. And when we uh, get back in a few minutes with Carl, we will be talking about uh, ch- uh, schools and parents and the, what they want. Yeah, the GOP has been pushing their parents' bill of rights. That's their, 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 their hot topic right now about controlling what kids are taught in schools. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's it's... Parents can always parent-teacher conferences. That's when you go and you find out what your kids are learning. So yep. if you're not, if you haven't been doing those with the teachers over the past forever, then you're not doing your job as a parent either. Yeah, correct. <laughs> Sorry, you're just not. It's it's a partnership. It is a partnership, very much so. It's 29 minutes after the hour. We will be back with Carl Frisch on the Stephanie Miller Show. fosters a toxic relationship between educators and their parents and continues the foolish, misguided games we've seen playing out in school board meetings across the country. I wholeheartedly believe parent voices should be honored in schools, but we all know that this bill is not about that. Thus, I cannot support H.R. 5. Right on. Uh, it's 34 minutes after the hour on the Stephanie Miller Show. I'm Jody Hamilton sitting in for Ms. Miller. 323-410-0458 is the number. And look who we have here. Somebody that knows a little something about education. Carl. <laughs> Carl Frisch. Let's talk to our fancy Fairfax County School Board friend, shall we? CarlFrisch.com. Good morning, Carl. How are you? You're so fancy dressed. <laughs> thank you. Doing well. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. Thank you. So, uh, what do you what do you think about this parents' bill of rights? Um, nonsense. Nonsense. That's a good word for it. Uh, I haven't read the legislation, but if it's anything like what um, the rhetoric has been, um, it's rubbish. Um, uh, you know, here in Fairfax County, we are actively engaged with our parents, and yeah. they are invited in multiple 
should ways to be involved in their child's education. Um, so um, a lot of this is just designed to attack public education. Yeah, from what I, I gather, it would amend the Elementary and Secondary Education Act of 1965 to now require schools to provide parents with a list of books and reading materials available in the school library, as well as posting curriculum publicly. And it also affirms parents' rights to address school boards and receive information about violent activity in their child's school. Well, I would hope that would already be a thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. A, the complaint is a lot of people, when they were watching their kids on the Zoom classes, they realized what their kids were learning. Well, that's mm -hmm. on the parents. That's not on anybody else because there are parent-teacher conferences constantly, I would imagine. Yes. Um, I remember as a kid parent-teacher conferences and our parents would come in and they would learn what we were learning mm -hmm. and how well we were doing in class and things like that. So I, I don't understand why parents were all of a sudden so shocked unless they obviously weren't paying attention. <laughs> well, let's be clear that we're not talking about all parents. True. Uh, you know, we're talking about a segment of the population um, uh, and uh, they do not speak for everyone. That's true. In fact, uh, uh, Representative Wilson went on in 14. This is Frederica Wilson. She, Frederica is a, Wilson. she is a former school teacher, by the way. There you go. So 14. You know, today is very telling. It affirms that most of you have not been in a school since you graduated. And it shows by this shameful bill, which amounts to nothing more than pushing a shameful, extreme MAGA agenda that will hurt children. Democrats and Republicans. Amen. Mm -hmm. She's right. You know, I mean, I mean, I this is about advancing the book banning and everything else. Right. Um, and uh, it is about nothing more than appealing to and appeasing and firing up a right wing base. Well, um, yeah, I mean, think that's how young succeeded in Virginia. It's not. Right. Um, but uh, it, it's not going to work for them in the long run. No, I agree. I remember when I was in seventh grade, I think it was. Uh -huh. Oh, so long ago. Um, <laughs> our, our, um, we had a kind of sort of for seventh graders, so 11 and 12 year old, and it was just girls because um, it was a girls' school. Our Bodies Ourselves was a book that they wanted mm -hmm. to utilize for part of our sex education. And literally, we had to go home with a permission slip for our parents to say yes or no that it's okay for our kid for that week of that classroom instruction to be in there and a few of the girls in my class their parents said no we don't want you i remember having that. We, that had those, we had those permission slips in school yeah and 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 the book is is not sexual in nature it's just very um medical medical and it's graphic in some of its sure. photographs but it wasn't sexual but i under like some of my friends parents were like no you can't go to class that week and so they were excused because the parents were uncomfortable i would imagine that's a thing that's been going ongoing for decades without this stupid yeah bill. here in fairfax county parents can opt their children out of uh what we call family life education right um and you know over the years we have worked very hard as a school system to make our family life education more applicable to the uh students who are learning it uh and more inclusive of their experience right. and more medically accurate there you go there you go. Um, our poor teacher, it was a man and all these little 11 and 12 year olds giggling, you know. <laughs> yeah, we're 11 and 12. We're yeah. going to giggle. <laughs> um, now, you also said that um, uh, your school board, I assume uh, Fairfax County, has approved a plan to address school traffic and pedestrian safety. Thank you. That's important. Yeah. 
Um, um, well, how- you know, around, uh, I, I think this is probably consistent around the country, but, um, you know, there are various things that happen around schools at, um, you know, when students are arriving and when they're leaving mm-hmm. um, that make it more dangerous around a school. Mm-hmm. Um, not every school, but many schools. And um, unless you have a systemic way of dealing with that, um, it's, it's, um, it's not organized in such a way that people are very clear about how to address issues. And so that's what we're seeking to do there um, is make sure that um, all of the many different areas that we need help in from the county, from the state, et cetera, um, are prioritized in such a way that they're getting addressed. Yeah, because uh, one of the neighborhoods that I walk in, there's a uh, middle school. And, you know, 8 o'clock, it's like jammed with cars and kids and stuff. And it's yeah. it's not easy to navigate because now I'm walking around and then all these guys, these men and women that have been dropping off their children, they're speeding to get to work, right. you know. And it's, it's, it's like it's dangerous yeah. <laughs> sometimes. I try to avoid it if I can too early in the day. Um, because it's it's it is dan- and I and they, there are stoplights and everything next to the school, but the neighborhood itself is just stop signs and and things like that. So parents just you end up with kids and parents darting between cars yeah. and everything else. And so you really need to take a thoughtful approach to making sure that all of those issues are handled. Right. Um, but you know what's more frightening, um, uh, you know, is this how far the far right has gone from where they used to stand on education. Right? Yeah. They used to say local control was best, and now we're seeing a complete attack on local control at the state level, at the national level. Um, they have, you know, whatever there was in the Republican Party pre-Trump has been completely replaced by um, a more authoritarian uh, way of doing business. Yeah, these are states' rights people that are now not even close to that. You know, I mean, it's well, there's states' rights if they don't like what the federal government is doing. Exactly. exactly. When they're in control, they want it to be their way or the highway. Exactly. Um, in fact, uh, 13, this is more Frederica Wilson. This is what she said. You are crafting a ludicrous, fake waste of time, a bunch of bull that you call a parent's bill of rights to monitor the most dedicated, mm-hmm. sacrificial workforce in our nation with some cheap stunt, pretending that you really care. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's absolutely right. I mean, especially I mean, Florida's looking for more teachers, and I wouldn't want to be a teacher in Florida right now. I'd be terrified to teach. Well, you, you zoom out from this, and it becomes pretty clear what's going on. There are three pillars to a strong democracy. Um, a free and independent media, public education, quality public education for everybody, um, and uh, the access to the right to vote. And uh, Trump and the right have been attacking all three of those things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, uh, you know whether it's the longstanding attacks on the independent media by Trump and the far right, whether it's the attacks on public education by Trump and the far right, and um, claims that kids are being indoctrinated, which is just hogwash, yeah. um, or the attacks on the right to vote. All three of those things are under siege right now. Well, yeah, the 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 uh, data collection company Eric. Um, they 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 help states get rid of voters that are either dead or have moved and get them off the the voter rolls. Oh yeah, this a story. bunch of GOP states are now opting out of their help, and it's always been bipartisan. And basically, what they do is they look at the voter rolls, they uh, compare them to say death records, 
Um, they check with death, death records and they also check for, for, for moving from yeah. one state to another so that you're not registered to so vote. So that you're not, you know, so that's, well, and, and the first, <laughs> I remember when everybody was complaining about um, dead people voting. And a friend of mine was like, well, why should they still be on the voter rolls? I said, yeah, because the first thing you think about as a family member is, oh, I better call the voter registration people to let them know my so-and-so is dead. Right. I mean, it's the la- you're not thinking that no. way. I mean, I'm sure. Nobody does. I, I, I would imagine my sister who died in 2002, she was probably on the voter rolls for a few years after I'm that. I'm sure my dad was on the voter rolls for quite a while. After you that. know, because it's not the first thing you think about. And so, I mean, it's good that this company does it and they're not doing it poorly like with Jeb Bush and others in Texas, you know, comparing just last names and, and you know, f- right. how names are. It's a, it's a good program, I think, and it's bipartisan and it's never had an issue, but apparently the Republicans in certain states are like, eh, it's too, it's too fair. I don't know what the problem is. <laughs> I'll tell you what the issue is. There's a, a group out there called True the Vote, which uh, I believe has put together a system for doing what they would claim is something similar. Mm-hmm. But again, it's like you said, um, they have so many false positives that people get purged off the voter rolls who did absolutely nothing wrong. Right. Because most of those people end up being Democrats, Republicans don't have an issue with it. Of course. Of course. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what happened with um, Jeb Bush in Texas because he and uh, uh, they were comparing just names, not birthdays, not middle names, just first and last names. Oh, well, they're both, these two names are registered. You know, John Smith is in Texas and he's also in Florida, so he needs to be purged from both. Mm-hmm. Well, you saw similar things play out after 2020 when uh, Trump's legal team would complain about certain specific voters saying that they were dead. Right. And then reporters would go and find those voters and talk to them. Right. Well, and that's the other thing. A lot of people die after they voted. Mm-hmm. Right. So they were alive when they voted and say they died a week after the vote was counted. That should their count. Their vote should still matter. They or voted they, while they or were they alive. voted absentee or voted early. Yeah. I mean, you know, it happens all the time. Mm-hmm. People that have voted legally, they sh- their vote should still count even though they're now dead. <laughs> I'm sorry. <It's> just, <laughs> just, they voted. Their yeah. voice should be heard once, st- once. They got the vote in. They got the vote in in time. So, yeah, I find it um, disconcerting. Uh, the voter suppression laws that are being passed nationwide is, uh, you know, with everybody. It's, it's well, the only way to get around them is to keep voting exactly. and get the right people in. Yep. Yes. Yes, yes, and fight for your right to vote. If uh, right. Make sure you're registered up until the moment you, you try to vote. You can fight for your right to party later. Yeah, well, you can party after the right. vote. exactly. <laughs> you can, you can when you win. Boys when you win later. the vote. Yes. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> well, thank you, Carl. You look dapper. Thank you very much. I, I like that you dress up for breakfast. I think that's fantastic. Well, I heard you were guesting, so I was like, gosh, i got to get my, my act together. <laughs> get your A-game on for Jody. Yeah, because look at me, Stephanie. you know. <laughs> Don't tell Stephanie. Shh. <laughs> well, Jody right. didn't wear a hat to work today. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Carl, it was lovely right. talking to you. Take Thanks care. Bye. Thanks, it is uh, 46 minutes after the hour. We'll be right back on the Stephanie Miller Show. Uh, Yes, family. It's the Stephanie Miller Show. I got Stephanie Miller. I got Stephanie Miller. It is 51 minutes after the hour, and, and Sonny and Cher are wrong. Why? I'm not Stephanie Miller. Oh. 
<laughs> I'm yeah. Jody Hamilton sitting in for Stephanie Miller. Three two three four one zero zero four five eight is the number. Sue in Rockville. Hi. Hello there. Good morning. Good morning. Carl's always wonderful. You guys are great. And I just want people to be very on the alert about this. The so-called parent groups are all funded by dark money. These yeah. are astroturf groups. They're Tea Party Redux. Mm-hmm. Much of it comes from Coke Industries. And the reason for it is there is a fundamental effort by the right wing to destroy public schools in this country. Uh, you know, an educated populace is an informed populace. Knowledge is power. They want to eliminate it. These are all smoke screen screens. And I would guarantee you, guarantee you, that at least half the parents show so-called parents that show up at these meetings do not even have children in the system. That's very likely. I've yeah. put three children through the school system, the public school system. I currently have four grandchildren in the public school systems, various systems in various states. I worked in preschool education for over 25 years. I've been to and led more parent meetings than you can all count together. And I can tell you that the only people who show up are usually you have a couple of really lovely people who want to be who are on your parent board. And then you have disgruntled people who have an axe to grind. And if I had a school with 275 children, okay, 250 families, and when I had my parent meetings, if, if, 10 showed up, I considered it a success. Exactly. These people are being paid to show up, paid to spew garbage. This is AstroTurf. It's not real, and but we have to fight it before we lose public schools. Absolutely, you are. And that's my rant of the morning. At a girl, <laughs> rant away, Rock, Rockville. <laughs> I, keep, I, I just keep Ms. Rockville. It. Ms. Rockville, Sue from Rockville. <laughs> Thank you, honey. Um, yeah, it's it's it's. For for the whole like uh, deep uh, weaponization of the federal government, they're mm-hmm. also talking about the DOJ spying on parents. Uh, and spying right. on parents. It's like no, 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 no. It's only people that have been violently sure. threatening and people. And Merrick Garland has clarified that time, time and, and time, time again. again. And that's part of what this stupid bill is for: mm-hmm. is to to allow people, I guess, to be awful. Yeah. I mean, I, I understand a parent gets upset. That's fine. But I remember back in back in my day. Um, if you if your teacher said something bad about you, your parents got mad at you, yeah. not at the teacher. Right. You know, the teacher was on par with your parents. With, it was, a, it was a, a partnership. Exactly. And nowadays it's like, you know, little Susie can't handle whatever. And so the parents get mad at the teacher. Little Susie has some issues at home then yeah. probably. And Absolutely. Maybe the parents should be more involved in the education at home. You know, and and, and I remember when the pandemic began and we were all praising teachers and now they're not being praised. These people don't get paid nearly enough oh, God, money no. to no. do what they do because it's a, it's a lot of Low pay and long days. That's Long, long days. Yeah. In the entire clip of Frederica that we played earlier, it was a six-minute long oh, clip I bet. That, that she went with. And she talked about, you know, if you really cared about students, you'd be concerned with, providing broadband access to everyone, computers to everyone. She said that there were teachers during the pandemic in rural Alabama where they right. don't have these things, but the teachers literally had to get dressed up in PPP and go around and, teach. and, and deliver schoolwork to sure. kids and put their lives at risk. Absolutely. I mean, we could play 15. Um, I just love this is how she closes with them. I love it. I love it. How dare you? Your third grade teacher is shaking her head in shame. 
and probably saying, baby, what has come over you? <laughs> Give our teachers a raise. Yes. Appreciate The gentlelady's time has expired. These Please are the wrap things it up. that should be in the Parents' Bill of Rights. I yield back. <laughs> well, and then it, obviously it's, this isn't about education per se, but they, the GOP does not want to prevent children from being shot at school. Right. No, they don't. They want to give teachers guns. It's, they already are babysitters and, mm-hmm. and uh, counselors to right. these children, right. let alone the actual school counselor. Right. All teachers counsel their kids. Right. All of them do. They already go through training well, to be a teacher. Why put them through training to be a, anything a else. marksman? And, and like yeah. you said, long hours. Everybody goes, oh, they get three months off in the summer. Oh, my God. Well, and some of these schools also, what they're doing, too, is they're using books that are not um, like, like, like uh, Tango Makes Three right. about the gay penguins. Right. They're saying that that is, they're calling that sex education. No, it's not. It's not. There's no sex they're involved in the that. same category as porn. They, oh they're basically, God. like, if it, they're, they're saying if it involves gay, it automatically falls under sex education. So they're trying to use, like, the sex education laws to keep their kids from learning about anything related to gay bisexual lesbian in classes as well that okay just because somebody is gay or bisexual doesn't mean that it's about fornication correct <laughs> because by that by that token you should that, that then means you can't you, teach anything about anything about about straight marriage right or, because I mean, that's if you, parents if you have, at all if you have a picture of a family with a kid you're like oh those parents banged yeah i mean that's you know wh- what's the difference between, mine only did it three times Four. Mom did have one miscarriage. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. So she had it four times. Dad had it 11, 12 times because there's 13 actually because Gloria had a miscarriage too. So he only had sex 13 times. My mom only had sex four times. My parents only had sex once. Gloria only had sex nine only times. Only once. So. I don't know. <laughs> who, who's Gloria? Dad's first wife. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you have a bunch of other. Uh... <laughs> I have a lot of siblings. You have yeah. an extended family. And, and half siblings. And... I have. I have. Uh, uh, Ten. I'm sorry. Um, I have ten brothers and sisters, um, eight of which my dad had with his first wife. So. Okay. And my oldest sister, uh, her birthday was two days ago. Ah. Uh, she's the oldest of us all. Okay. I won't. Happy birthday, big little sister. She's my big little sister because she's not very tall. She is not a tall woman, but she's super wicked smart. She's political. It's funny. Okay. She and, and the youngest of the first eight are super politics girls in the family. Um, uh, which is kind of where we all learned it from because okay. they're smart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They really, really are super smart. I learned a lot from them. I like them. I love them. They're my sisters. It is uh, 58 minutes after the hour. We will be right back at the top of the hour with Dr. Doom himself. Dr. Irwin Redlander. Dr. Redlander. We'll be right back on the Stephanie Miller Show. The Stephanie Miller Show. This is my fight song. Take back my life song. Prove I'm a right song. And I don't really care if nobody else believes. Because I've still got a lot of fight left in me. The COVID 19 pandemic came to America in 2020, of course, when Donald Trump was president. And that president's policy failures, magical thinking, and total recklessness caused 
According to his own special advisor on COVID, Deborah Burks, the unnecessary death of hundreds of thousands of Americans. Amen, amen, amen. And look who we have to help us decide what to do with our lives because he's so brilliant. <laughs> if I'm going to get bad news, I want from him because he's very handsome. Dr. Irwin Redletter joins us now. Dr. MSNBC medical expert. He's leading us through the Dr. Irwin Redletter. Here he became Dr. Doom. Dr. Irwin Redletter is the founding director of the National Center for Disaster Preparedness and senior research scholar. Dr. Doom. Hello, Dr. Doom. How are you, sir? I'm Jody. Thanks. How are you? I'm doing okay. I'm, I, I don't I don't know if you can see how red my forehead is, but I've been. People were freaking out online because I posted a picture without any makeup on yesterday. I've been going through some uh, pre-cancer uh, stuff with Clizzy or something. So for the last five days, I've had to put this stuff on my face. So it's it's all starting to do its job, but everybody's freaking out like, you have cancer. I'm like, no, I don't. It's pre-cancer. I'm just letting you all know, get te- get checked by your dermatologist. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, you have well. to. What do I know? You look great, so. Oh yeah, you need you maybe glasses are oh, good stop. for you. Um, <laughs> so so um, I want to talk to you about Ukraine first before we get on some COVID stuff. Uh, you wrote a great piece um, with your lovely wife, Mrs. Doctor yeah. Um and you're talking about how the war is taking its toll not only on their health but their mental health and what's been going on with these poor people and their children. Can you do? Can you expand upon this and what you wrote? Well, we wrote this piece basically, and we called it the other threat to Ukraine. And what we meant by that was the war is obviously an overwhelming thing. I spoke to uh, just this morning, our person who runs our regional office in Lviv. There were 81 missiles uh, striking uh, Ukraine last night. Mm. She has two children. It, It is it is just very, very stressful. But one of the things that we're concerned about, besides the obvious psychological trauma to children, Jody, is the fact that there's a couple of million Ukrainian children now outside the country as refugees. Most of them in Poland, in Germany, the Czech Republic, there's 110,000 refugees here in the US, but uh, the children are predominantly Poland, Czech Republic, and Germany. Anyway, those children are not getting uh, reliably educated. So they spent a year almost out of school because of COVID. Then the war started. They're very displaced, they're traumatized, and they're not getting educated. This means a tremendous shortfall in what's going to happen with these children. So one of the things we've been focused on now is meetings with very high level people in education in Ukraine, uh, and also in Poland and the other countries, because we've got to fix this. Yeah. If we can, we you know it's easy to just ignore it, but we must fix this problem. Otherwise, we'll have another lost generation mm-hmm. from COVID and then compounded by the war, and that's what we're worried about. And because in the these other countries, they're not being taught in their native tongue as well. That's correct, and and you know Ukraine wants these children back when the war is over and they therefore want them taught not only in the ukraine language ukrainian language but they also want them to learn about ukrainian culture and history yeah so they see themselves as ukrainian right not 
you know, not, uh, you know, foundling uh, uh, Polish or German citizens, so on. So it's a big problem on a very high level, but we're, we're trying to address it. Well, I'm, and, and you guys are raising money, correct? You, you write that the United Organization for Economic Cooperation and the nations, uh, the UN's Educational, Scientific, and Cultural Organizations, you're talking to both of them to help with these kids, correct? Correct. And uh, we're actually, we've, uh, we've also been talking to Hillary Clinton, Good. who would be a powerful yeah. Uh, yeah. magnet able to attract the, the people that could make decisions about education of children. So there's a lot that we're doing. I'm not even going to get into the kidnapping of uh, Ukrainian kids by Russia. I know. I read about that. Yeah. That's horrific. You know, it, it, it's... There's one horror story after another, and we need to keep uh, fighting, and American organizations need to keep supporting uh, Ukraine in their efforts there. And uh, yeah, we've been doing fine online till now, but I'm worried about people's people losing interest yeah. uh, in the challenge, and it hasn't really gone away at all. In fact, it's getting worse, if anything. Well, and, and then with uh, Speaker McCarthy, De declining a request from uh, President Zelensky, Zelensky mm -hmm. to visit Ukraine to see where American dollars are going. I find that a big slap in the face to President Zelensky myself. And to most Americans. And a slap in the face to our, pres to our president yep. and the other leaders who have said this fight for democracy exactly. is America's fight also. Mm -hmm. And we can't we can't let them flounder they they and we cannot allow russia or any other superpower to invade and take over or destroy a democracy so in ways that there it's a proxy battle for mm -hmm. for us and the west and uh you know the the uh the european nations so we there's a lot at stake here besides the outright incredible horrible suffering of the Ukrainian people. We cannot abandon them, Jody. I agree. I'm yeah. with you 100% um, on that. So let's shift to even more fun news, COVID. Um, <laughs> so uh, House Republicans... Actually, before we... I have okay, one go. other quick thing. Go. I'm, I'm leasing another car. It is as relevant because the guy, the salesman, says to me, um, his sister in Rhode Island, uh -huh. who's a regular listener to this Stephanie Miller <laughs> show. Hello, uh, Rhode Island. <laughs> wanted to, when she found out this, that her brother was uh, selling me a car, she said, please give my regards to Dr. Doom. <laughs> I thought it was incredible. But I think the other thing, and, and I just want to just a shout out to Kim Eagleston in Rhode Island, but she works with this extraordinary organization not-for-profit called Edesia, E-D-E-S-I-A, that provides food mm -hmm. to rescue starving children oh, all fantastic. over the world. It's an incredible organization. But anyway, uh, thanks for thanks for reaching out there, Kim. But Absolutely. Anyway, yeah. Congre Thank you, Kim, now for your COVID. work. Now yeah. to COVID. Uh, so the House Republicans are highlighting the, quote, lab leak theories. To me, I don't care where it came from. It was the response to it that was awful at least on our country's part, um, on Donald Trump's mm -hmm. part. I, it's just, who cares if it came out of a lab as an accident? Who cares? Do you care? I don't. I care. Uh, here's why I do care. I mean, first of all, everything you said is absolutely true. We, we lost maybe 300,000 people yeah. because of ineptitude and misinformation 
and politicization of a public health crisis, mm -hmm. a real crisis. Right. But the reason that the origin matters, and we may never find out what the actual reality is, because if it was a lab leak, then we yeah, need to figure we, out we how to stop to that. Right. How we could make sure that doesn't happen again. And on the other hand, if it's if it came naturally through the wet markets uh, in Wuhan, China, we need to reinforce that. Also, that means that there may be some food practices, mm -hmm. uh, handling of meat and poultry and so on that need to be more controlled in China. So if from that point of view, it matters, mm -hmm. not to mention the fact that we are definitely going to get another pandemic at some point. Sure. Of course Here, we are. Years, 10 years. Of course we are. And. The more we know, the more we can have the potential of, of uh, preventing. Well, I mean, my my thing with the Republicans, oh, it was a lab leak, which is low confidence for the Department of Energy that it was. Um, and then Dr. Redford was always thought that it might have been a, an accident. But I seem to recall that Donald Trump pulled out our scientists from those labs in Wuhan before it happened, plus um, uh, scientists in Geneva mm -hmm. that could have also, you know, staved it in Europe. So uh, to me, that those actions helped whether it was a lab leak or not make it worse no question about it for whatever reason donald trump hates science he doesn't he hates get it. correct information <laughs> yes and he spread that poison to the maga community mm -hmm. it's the most bizarre thing and really kind of unexpected that any major national leader would be firing droves of people from the scientific agencies that are so critical mm -hmm. to the American government and scientific advances and the prevention and management of crises like a pandemic. Uh, he has got a lot, a lot to answer for Donald Trump. And yet here he is uh, potentially under indictment, running for president with 45% of the Republican party voters uh, who think that would be just a dandy idea for him to run again? It, it's really astounding, Jody. I, I'm I don't mean to get heated up about this. No, that's but you. It's okay. It, it's get heated up. Just awesome that this is the case for our country. It is. And then we were talking about Arkansas earlier, and we uh, were. We were. And Governor um, Sanders, mm -hmm. she has decided <laughs> to gut child labor laws for minors under 16. So basically, it removes um, regulations that require the state to verify the age of anyone working under 16. Um, and all it did was require them to obtain an employment certificate so that the parents can say, yes, this per I'm right. letting this. And she's removing that. I, I, labor, I remember seeing pictures at the turn of the last century with child labor and what we were doing to little kids. She wants to bring this back. Your thoughts? <laughs> it's... You know, it's really some of these things. It's really hard to know what to say. Yeah. Know, you know, it's like you you don't expect your country, your society to go backwards. Uh, you don't expect them to blow up, uh, you know, a woman's right to deal with her own health mm -hmm. and health care. You don't expect the child labor laws to be re reversed or or science to be rooted from uh, government. And uh, we're just like overwhelmed with issue after issue where the Republicans, many of them want to take us back to a place that we never, ever wanted to be in. Right. I mean, and this is where this is where we are. I think the one thing I was encouraged by, Jody, was uh, yesterday 
uh, there was pretty much of an uproar from a lot of very prominent Republican leaders about what Fox was doing and what the Fox hosts like Tucker Carlson mm-hmm. was doing in promoting things they knew were absolute BS, absolute lies, absolute misinformation that actually harm our country. Right. But I, I can't help but feel a little bit encouraged that people even like Lindsey Graham and Mitch McConnell and other leaders are saying, wait a minute. You cannot distort what happened on January 6th. To me, that's that's promising news, my, in my view. But we'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean, it's it's only senators, I believe. I don't know if too many House members are coming out like this because their speaker did yeah. give all that footage to Tucker. And Tucker hopefully will go down with a lot of lawsuits against him yeah. from the victims of the, the insurrection. And I hope he is sued into oblivion. Um, same with Fox News. Uh, well, it's already 19 minutes after the hour. Dr. Doom, thank you so much. Stephanie will be back next week and she'll talk weird to her dogs like I just yeah. did earlier. And we've linked to your piece and to your website at uh, stephaniemiller.com and all of our socials. Thank you, sir. That's a wonderful thing, Chris. Thanks to you, to Travis, and to Jody. And I uh, look forward to saying hello to Stephanie next week. You guys, Bye. Thank, Thank you so you. much. Take Chris. care. Take care, sir. Stephanie Miller, one of the most popular and funny liberal radio hosts in the country. It's the Stephanie Miller Show. Stephanie Miller. Stephanie Miller. Stephanie Miller. Stephanie Miller. Stephanie Miller. It is 25 minutes after the hour on the Stephanie Miller Show. I'm Jody Hamilton sitting in for the lady while she visits Stephanie Sr. 323 is she, the number. She posted some photos from oh, her. Oh, I got to uh, go look at those. Yeah, from her mom's uh, room yesterday. Oh, nice. Yeah. I got to go look at those. Hey, Kevin in D.C., how you doing? Well, good morning. Um, uh, so unfortunate I haven't been able to call before a lot of I'll try to get in some nerd speak tomorrow but um, I'm too outraged to do that today yeah because I I am still reeling from the uh, from the revelations about how two-faced and that's the nicest word I can say on the air yeah uh, the Fox noise people are mm-hmm. yeah Jody and crew please tell me how can a human being be that duplicitous and so harmful. How these are the people that are supposed to believe in because corporate profits were at stake. Cor- corporate profits were at stake. It's money. It's yeah. greed. It's, it's, it's money. all money. It's about money. It's 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 the worst parts of us, and and greed will bring yeah. out the worst in some people. But is it really? I mean, that's beyond greed. That, that there's not a word for it to, to, to be able to do that. When you see the harm, they don't care. Don't they have? Don't they have? family members and they still have to live in this world too do they think they're so rich that that doing this won't affect just on a selfish manner they think that they're so rich that this eventually won't affect you too you still have to live in this world well it's like the the heads of uh, big tobacco years and years knew that it was mm-hmm. causing cancer and yeah. they didn't care it's right. it's profits oh right yes good, and nobody good wanted point. to lose their well, job 
Right. Mm-hmm. And and that's the other thing. I mean, it's 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 rare like the people that have resigned from Fox News because of certain things or uh, you know, or did speak out, they've lost their jobs or had to resign because right. they had something and, finally hit them. And they therefore lose their income. But a lot of these producers and mid-level reporters, mm-hmm. they need this job. Yeah, they, they need do. a gig, you know. It's it's it, they need the gig and yeah. and it's unfortunate. And they, they can't afford to quit on principle. Yeah, it's difficult to quit. Yeah. Well, yeah. Decent well, well I, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, so don't, I've said it before and i say it again, this is why, you know, a couple hours a day, I need to retreat, even though I'm a grown man, okay. I publicly admit that I read superhero comic book and so because for a couple hours a day, yes, it's the least dangerous vice to get away from this insane world for a bit. Aww. So damn right, I go to uh, a world where uh, there are heroes. Of, of uh, both sexes and all races that get along and protect us from the evil people because this universe right here is beyond insane. It is. Beyond insane. I, you, you see people getting shot, your own kids shot, and for profit you won't do anything. Mm-hmm. You lie to the point where people have an erection and you don't give a rhymes with truck. I don't <laughs> get that kind of universe. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree. And and you need to, yeah, take take a minute, read your comics, watch, watch Marvel stuff, yep. do whatever you need to do to, to regroup and and walk away, but then come on back because we need you in the yeah, fight. Oh, of course, you know. Of course, I'm. I. I. I don't. Don't get me wrong. And Stephanie not, needs your I'm tongue, quite wrong. honestly. Yes, and Stephanie well, needs your yeah, tongue. And we <laughs> we are slamming you into a hard break, Kevin. Thank you so much for calling. You feel better, okay, darling? All right. Bye. <laughs> it's 29 minutes after the hour. We'll be right back on the Stephanie Miller Show. Distinguished gentlelady from Colorado posed a question that I've been hearing my Republican colleagues uh, utter over the last several days. Who decides what is true or false? How can we know what is true or false? And the gentlelady confided her fear that the federal government would end up defining what's true or false. Well, my, 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 that's an absolute assault on the Constitution of the United States because we have an entire federal judiciary which is based on people getting up in court and swearing an oath under God or the Constitution to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. And the whole point of what federal courts do is to determine what's true and what's false. <sighs> yes. Yes, yes, yes. I that love was, when Jimmy Raskin reads her for filth. And uh, the distinguished gentle lady from Colorado. <laughs> I just wanted to laugh at that one. He's not much nicer to her than I would be. Oh, I think he's being sarcastic. Yeah, I think so. He's very nice in his delivery, though. 35 <laughs> minutes after the hour on the Stephanie Miller Show, I'm Jody Hamilton sitting in for Stephanie. 323-410-0458 is the number. Um, along these lines, House Republicans say they plan to visit January 6th defendants in jail. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden they care about, Marjorie Three Toes cares about um, conditions. In prison. In prison. She should go to Rikers. Yeah. Tell me about that lady. I mean, that should have been Mm -hmm. shut down 40, 50, however long it's been open. It's a horrid, horrid place. It's worse than most max prisons. It's a horrible place Mm -hmm. to be detained for any reason. I I just hope that we turn this into as many campaign ads as possible. Marjorie Taylor Greene and Comer taking a committee 
to visit people in prison and every clip of everything they say afterwards well i mean the thing it. is the thing is they're saying they want to she says uh they're pre-trial and they haven't been convicted and they're not allowed to see their families these these are the people being held there's a reason for them being held without bail mm -hmm. it's because they're violent and it could potentially harm the the society out outside of yeah. the jail um she said, uh, many times you're not allowed to see their attorneys. I highly doubt that. No. And the food has been a major complaint. Sorry, you're in prison. You're in jail. Yeah. Well, some of them are complaining because they are gluten um, intolerant. And, and they she's, don't want well, she said, there's been complaints of it tasting like cleaner. Well, at least you know it's clean. Um, you're not there for the gourmet food. Right. No. Uh, the vast majority of the defendants, by the way, have not been ordered to be detained. But in only several dozen cases, they've been held judges determined that there's no combination of conditions that could be placed on them to ensure uh, that they would uh, not pose a uh, harm to the society outside. So in 2021, by the way, the U.S. Marshal Service conducted an inspection of D.C. Jail's central mm -hmm. detention facility, which is not where these people are right. being held. Right. So, you know, uh, and apparently the, the conditions there were bad. So they moved mm -hmm. uh, roughly 400 inmates to another jail in Pennsylvania. So that's what you should do when standards are not being met and, and, and uh, people being held. You need to treat them like human sure, beings. I have correct. no problem with that <laughs> by any stretch of the imagination. But the, inspe the inspection of this facility holding these defendants did not identify conditions that would necessitate the transfer of the inmates. So, I mean, she, <laughs> she said Wednesday that the jail visit would be open to members outside the oversight committee. A date has not been confirmed. Uh -huh. We're going to try and see what it looks like. That's part of what the Oversight Committee does with everything pertaining to the federal government. So we have some members that are going to hopefully tour that prison. It's not a prison. It's a jail. Right. First off, those are two vastly different. That's a different. Di they're vastly different they're things. Um, so it, a thousand people have been charged. And like we said, there's only a few dozen that are being held in D.C. right now without bail. because Correct. They are the worst of the worst. They are the worst of the worst. These are people that violently attacked other people and they have um, no remorse for what they did and there's that uh so i mean it's judges don't like to hold people right. it costs money sure you know they don't like to do it it's it's they don't they want you to be able to come back and be ready mm -hmm. for to defend yourself that's right go uh, on a limb here and say also these members of vanilla isis who had no problems with like showing up at the capitol and storming a capitol and causing all those problems didn't really think that prison would be that hard on them and they're learning a lesson right now. That's also true. I mean, I don't care, like and I said, Rikers Parker Center, any mm -hmm. place where they're going to hold you for any amount of time, it's not going to be a cakewalk. No. It's not even, even when they go federal, you know, low max, you know, uh, uh, not maximum security, but minimum security prison, it's still prison. Sure. It's still prison. And, it, it, you know, even if you get it thrown in a holding cell with a bunch of drunks and prostitutes. That's dangerous. Yeah. 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 It, I, it can be. I uh, had some friends in college who were picked up for public intoxication, and they were thrown into a drunk tank. A drunk tank with the drunks and the prostitutes, and yeah, he never did it again. Oh God! His no. dad had to bail him out. Oh yeah. Uh -huh. A friend of mine in college, when I was living in Denver, he got popped for a DUI or something, and yeah. we were able to get him out. But it was like, and he was. The phone call happened. Once he got allowed to make a phone call, and it took us about six hours to finally get him out. So he was barely in yeah. there, uh -huh. but he was like, don't want to do that again. No. You know, I mean, overnight would have been worse for yeah. him. But yeah, it was it was like, dude, don't do that yeah. anymore. <laughs> yeah, my friend was in a tuxedo in 
<laughs> oh, I, I bet they loved that. Did he come out that. naked? Did he, did <laughs> he get stolen? <laughs> I mean, was it, was, oh. it a, was it a white collar crime? <laughs> no, he was. <laughs> we, we, were, we were going to a formal in downtown Phoenix in college. I just, and had, I just had to. Come was, on, yeah. He was he was uh, drunk and he was uh, arrested. Oh man! Yeah. Uh, was he walking? Yeah. Drunk and disorderly outside. Yeah, yeah. I think he was carrying a. a a drink too. Oh, that'll do it. Yeah. Yep, yeah. that'll do it. That'll do it. That'll so. do it. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> okay, Michael in Oakland, you want to talk about cha- child labor law? Please help us with that. Uh, one second, please. Oh, okay. okay. So, please hold. <laughs> uh, no, I'm, I'm here. <laughs> so, <clears throat> excuse me. So, what's really at the heart of this repealing of child labor protections in Arkansas? Mm-hmm. There was just a big bust about a week and a half ago. Uh, two meat packing plants, lots and lots of uh, children working there. Uh, these, what's really at this is really the hypocrisy that's also at the heart of the complaints about the immigration problem right. by Republicans, which is this law makes it easier for Arkansas employers to hire illegal uh, migrant children illegally. Period. Oh, wow. these, this is what it's about. It's about removing one way. Because, <clears throat> excuse me, they basically get away with it otherwise. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. if they're children in, in Arkansas, they have to get the they have to have something signed by the parents. Right. And there are thousands and thousands, frankly, of migrant children under the age of sixteen whose parents are not in the United States. Right. Okay. And so, and you know, there's this whole there's a whole sort of network of ways to sign the law, uh, sign the documents, you know, illegally. Mm-hmm. But these employers are getting caught. So they just went to the governor and to the legislature and said, look, just make it easier for us to hire these migrant children, because I guarantee you that these are not nice little, uh, you know, Caucasian Arkansas kids that are working in these places. Okay, and and that work, by the way, the the work that they caught uh, the children that doing essentially being made to do in Uh these plants. It's it's just it's just vile. Yeah. Cleaning, you know, the floors. It's. It's cleaning saws. It's using caustic it's, chemicals. This is it's work. dangerous work. It's dangerous. It's degrading. I mean, presumably it's work that has to be done, mm-hmm. but they can only get migrant children to do it. For the price. Okay? <laughs> for the price. Right, right, exactly. For the peanuts, you know, right. for the substandard wages that they pay them. Yeah. Because otherwise, uh, you, know, act, you know, workers that want a decent wage and decent working conditions aren't going to do this work. Right. Okay, that's it's that simple, and and it, that and by the way, that is really, if I may, that is the sort of lie that's at the heart of all, all these complaints about the border. The, the reason that migrants come to the United States is to get work. Yeah. Okay, and they are hired illegally all over the country. Mm-hmm. Period. Yep. And nothing, essentially nothing, is done to stop it. I'll just, if if I can, I'll give you one quick example. Remember when that guy shot all those people in El Paso a couple of years ago? Uh-huh. Excuse me, literally giving Republican talking points as he did it about you know mm-hmm. the invasion from down south and how they're diseased and they're they're uh, 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 you know disease spreaders and they're breeders and on and on and on. Right. Right. Within a couple within a couple of days, there was a major bust. I think it was in Tennessee at a chicken processing plant owned by guess who the Koch brothers. Mm-hmm. Okay. They for sure caught a couple of hundred migrant workers. Nothing whatsoever was done to the managers and the people that own that plant. Nothing. Yeah. Basically, what the what what the Trump administration was saying was, we're not giving in to this criticism. 
look at look what we're going to do. You're saying we're responsible for the shooting. We're going to go bust those migrants right now. Ha ha ha! Mm-hmm. And they did nothing to the employers. That that is what's at the heart of this. Yeah. If if, if you crack down on hiring illegal workers, this would come to an end very quickly or a near end very very quickly. Yeah, you're. So that's my. You're absolutely right, Michael. Thank you for calling in. Um, uh, that's the thing. I rem- when we, my one of my previous jobs, we would hire actors, mm-hmm. and if we didn't already know them and had already not hired them, if they were new, and a lot of ours are things that we had to shoot were bilingual. Mm-hmm. So um, we had to hey, give us your passport or your visa, right. or sure, we can't sure. hire you because yeah. that's the law. By the way, that is the yeah. law. And the fact that that law is not being enforced is republicanism. Absolutely. Right there. Because if we stop the, the bosses from doing that and bust them, then um, uh, they wouldn't do it. Because the, the help wanted sign is being out, is out there by Americans who need cheap labor mm-hmm. yep. to come in. And then the, when the Republicans say the border is open, that's a high come on in. Yeah. Because the border is not. Right. Um, not even close. And uh, so it's... It's a help wanted sign, and, and unfortunately, because cheap labor, they just don't want to pay. No. They don't want to pay adults to do jobs. Well, and also, it cuts into their profits. That's the only reason. That's yeah. it. I mean, right now, it's inflation is still somewhat high. Um, and it's why is, lab- why is the fact that people are employed and making a decent living now the problem? That's not the problem. Right. That's, CEO pay isn't being cut. Why nope, not cut that? Not at all. Dividends aren't being cut. No, why not cut to, that? Yeah. I mean, when we we uh, when my brother and I worked together on something, and the budget was tr- starting to get a little high, mm-hmm. he cut his own salary. Sure, that's what a good employer does. Right, exactly. He's like, well, we're going to need this amount of money, so I'm taking it out of my salary so that we can get this on the ground and and up and running. And that's how a boss should be. I mean, there are a few out there that are like that. That, that you know, they offer great wages coming in, and then they you know their wages are higher, but they're not stupid high. Right. Yeah. You know, um, uh, trust me, I've worked for people that I go, why are you getting paid more than I am? <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, it's it's like, really, I'm doing all the work. Why do you get the big paycheck? <laughs> and that happens a lot in a lot of companies. And, and especially with, I mean, the, what, what he was saying with kids working in these factories, it's dangerous work. Sure. Yeah. You know they're not getting PPE equipment for the chemicals that they're in, inhaling. You know they're not getting any no. sort of OSHA There's no stuff. safety. There's no safety. Yeah, there won't be because they're not supposed to be working. there at all. Right. You know because they technically don't have the paperwork. Um, right. So I just I find um, and even and there probably are going to be some poor rural children that are going to be put to work by their parents yes. in Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Um, I have that were born there that aren't migrants that that their parents are like go get to work because you know for whatever reason mommy and daddy said go work Um, and that's what happened at the turn of the last century and we need to make sure that uh, Ms. Sanders uh, is not reelected Arkansas you can do better (laughs) yeah Uh, y'all are part of my lineage so do better I mean I'm part of theirs I guess sure my great grandmother is from Belleville just so as y'all's know Um, and my sister went there Years ago, she did a. She was on a pilgrimage to Memphis, and okay. so she stopped in Arkansas, uh-huh. and she went to where my great grandmother was born, and found the oldest people she could find, and started talking to them about her, and getting some information. And then oh, she, wow. yeah, and it was like the oldest guy. He goes, "I remember May because he was a kid when she yeah. was an adult," and um, she got some stories and sat. She sat where my great grandfather, my great great grandfather's his store was. Okay, um, before the crash, and he lost everything. 
Um, and then she went to the cemetery in town and found the grave digger. And he goes, oh, here's where that person's buried. Here's where that oh, person's geez. buried. And so she got some information on our relatives in that area, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah, oh, that's amazing. You know, and it's, crazy. It's No, it's. I think it's cool. You know, it's. It was just crazy to think that that information, like, just that... that you can go and find people who can help you in a small town. Find well, I mean, it's a small town, and they all, you know, they. My great grandmother had oh, quite the reputation. Um, oh, <laughs> she was a, she was a lady that had a lot of gentlemen callers. We'll just leave it at that. So you have a lot of relatives. Is this how Bill Hader became a relative? <laughs> no, he's a. Re- I think he's a relative on the Burnett side. Oh, okay. Um, um, not on the Creighton side or on the um, Jones side. Excuse me, because that would be um, my great grandmother that. She was F.C. Jones' kid. And he was, like, the wealthiest man in town, mm-hmm. but he was over-mortgaged. Okay. So in 29, Boom. lost everything. Yeah, everything went down. Ugh. They were very wealthy, and then they were instantaneously yeah. not. Um, and uh, sad, but, you know, that, that was a common thing yeah. back then, unfortunately. Because people weren't. Well, Glass-Steagall, well, it's over now, so we, we can get back there. We passed laws to fix that, but the Republicans would like them to go away. Well, Glass-Steagall's gone. Yeah. Uh, and it's been gone for a while, unfortunately. It is, uh, wow, it's 49 minutes uh-huh. after the hour already. We will be back on the Stephanie Miller Show. And at the top of the hour, we got Dana for the whole hour. Yeah. Wee! Wow! <laughs> wow! All I can say is wow! It's the Stephanie Miller Show. Stephanie Miller. It is 54 minutes after the hour on the Stephanie Miller Show. Dana Goldberg coming up in the next hour for the whole hour. Yes. 323-410-0458 is the number. Myron in Minnesota. Hi. Hey, thanks for taking my call. My pleasure. Um, I, I'm kind of uh, enjoying the show, by the way. You're doing a great job. Um, I This is kind of a throwback to when Carl Frisch was on. You made a comment about, uh, you know, the permission slips that mm-hmm. uh, a lot of the kids um, uh, did not get signed by their parents. I, I'm a former teacher. I went back to teach in my mid-50s. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> there's nothing that will make kids who didn't get their right. their sign uh, more curious and ask more questions of kids such as yourself who did uh, experience the instruction on the book. Uh, that has been my assumption, and I was just wondering if that matched up with reality uh, at the time. Was there a lot of questioning about the book from kids that weren't in the class oh absolutely absolutely myron we those of us that had our bodies ourselves showed them to the girls that weren't allowed to see it because we were you know 11 12 years old and they were curious Mm -hmm. and um i mean it's it's a graph it's a great book though it's very it's for the time period because i think it came out in 68 so i assume they've updated it for science reasons um but it, it it was a very informative book. It, like I said, it was graphic, but absolutely, some of the girls that were not allowed to 
be in class that week, they were like, well, why? And we were like, here's the weird page, and here's another yeah. one. Ew, if you they, know. If they haven't updated it, there's going to be a lot of hippies. In, oh, there's in so the many. A lot of hair. <laughs> a lot of hair. A lot of hair. Lots and lots of hair. Hair of all kinds. Oh, so much hair. <laughs> um, hair, hair everywhere. Hair in places that you go, oh. <laughs> That's going to get ingrown. <laughs> Yeah, there was it was a very hairy book. I will, I will, uh, yeah. I, will uh-huh. I will agree to that one. <laughs> uh, um, uh, Michael in the Bronx, how you doing? Oh, and he went away. I didn't hang up on him. What'd you do? I didn't do it. My it's I, over I, I here. I don't think you answered. I did it. There he is. Now he's back. No, okay, that's not Michael in the Bronx, though. Yeah, it is nine one seven four. I know it is. Oh, him. don't give out his nine one seven. He's not been screened yet. Then no, he was screened and he was okay. on hold. I know it's him because he told me his number. Okay. I know everything. <laughs> um, here, David in San Francisco. There hi. You go. Oh, howdy, Jody. Ken uh, Mooks. I, you know, uh, I was interested in talking about the uh, the whole issue of uh, Fox's right to lie. Yeah. And I'll do it with an analogy. Um, you remember. Uh, Louis Armstrong did that famous song, uh, Oh, What a Wonderful World It Would Be. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and of course, uh, John Lennon did Imagine. Mm-hmm. And um, what was the other one I was thinking of? Was oh, yeah, Johnny Cash. He yeah. did his Don't Bring Your Guns to Town, son. Don't Bring Your Guns to Town. Uh-huh. So none of those. See if you can call up any radio station right now and get that as a request. Because uh, there was a famous list of songs that were banned after 9-11 that would have really calmed things down. And they would have, you know, done some social import uh, with an easy song. And the idea that uh, groups like Clear Channel and Fox, uh, in fact, Rupert Murdoch lost his license to do business in Australia because he was such a liar. Mm -hmm. And it was a short year or so after that, he made his entrance into America and gained a huge amount of of headway. And this whole idea that the FCC is... I'm slamming you in a hard break. Sorry. It's 58 minutes after the hour. We'll be right back with Dana Goldberg on The Stephanie Miller Show. The Stephanie Miller Show. This is my fight song. Take back my life song. Prove I'm a right song. And I don't really care if nobody else believes. Cause I've still got a lot of fight left in me. Their big lie now has to stretch all the way over January 6th. We have to disbelieve the evidence of our own eyes of our own ears. We saw them come and descend upon this chamber, this Congress, wounding and injuring 150 of our police officers, breaking people's noses, breaking people's fingers, putting people in the hospital. And already they're back on the news with big lies saying, no, 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 it was a tourist visit. 
Oh, that'll help. Yeah. <laughs> wow, it's seven minutes after the hour, and look who we have all hour. Raised by a wild pack of Jews, here's Dana Goldberg. Goldberg's here. Gold. Ha, ha, ha. the top five funniest lesbians in America. Goldberg's here. Come stick with your baby for a thousand years. Nothing gets better when Dana's here. Hello, Ms. Goldberg. How are you? Good morning, everyone. I am. I'm well. I'm well. I'm, hey. I've recovered a little bit from my cruise, which is good, um, <laughs> and seem to manage avoid the ro- the coronavirus and norovirus and every other virus. Good. But it was good. It was good. I'm I'm happy to be back on the show again. Yay! And before I forget, you have a show coming up, correct? Yeah. I do. Thank you for this. I'm going home, Albuquerque, and Yay. I get a lot of emails from you all listening. Tickets have been on sale. They are going quickly. It's a very small venue. It's the South Broadway Cultural Center. It only holds 300 seats. I want an intimate show so I can feel like I'm performing in my living room with friends. Aww. But go to my website, DanaGoldberg.com. Click on the tour. It's the last date listed as of right now. And so it's Dana Goldberg back in Berkey. And I would love to have Steph Heads there. So go get your tickets now before they sell out. And thank you, Jody, for letting me plug that. <laughs> no and problem. you know the Steph Heads will be there. Yes, they will. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I love it. I yeah. just want to make sure you all don't miss out on tickets because they're going to go fast. Right now, the t- theater is already about half sold. Wow. Wow. That's uh, awesome. <laughs> So um, I know that you haven't had to, you've been on vacation from the Daily Beans, which is a fantastic podcast. I love it. Thank you. Um, um, so all you know about is uh, m- that Mitch McConnell fell and from. Yeah, I know that Travis is in trouble because he told him <laughs> to, to tuck and roll into his shell. And a lot of people were said, Travis <laughs> we got, we got some cards and letters. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> it's a defensive crouch. <laughs> a defensive crowd. Uh, we, we wish him we wish him well. Yes. We do wish him well. We, we don't speedy recovery. Speedy recovery and then he can resign. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. He's going to need time to rest. He's 81. Yeah. I think it's a great a great opportunity for him to have a nice retirement. I um, do not disagree and I with you same thing. I, thoughts and prayers, right? Thoughts, yeah. Exactly, thoughts and prayers. Exactly. Yep. Um, I wish him well. So um you this is Travis printed out this morning. Uh, oh, this is a fun story. You're going to love this one. Uh, <laughs> Lieutenant Governor Randy McNally, please and thank you. Of Tennessee. From Tennessee. Um, apparently makes a habit of liking and sending compliments to um, a raunchy gay Instagram account. Oh, oh, oh. Oh. Um, <laughs> what, what's the, what is the Instagram account? <laughs> uh, the account in question belongs to 20-year-old Franklin McClure. Okay. He's a resident of Knoxville. Okay. He frequently posts suggestive photos of himself wearing nothing but underwear. I have one. Yeah. It's I um, looked at his Instagram. It's a lot. In response to one <laughs> it's photo extra. It's extra. Oh, it's oh. extra. I'll show you. Okay. Um I think I could show free speech, but I don't know. Um in response to one photo that showed a close up of McClure's rear end, Uh-oh. which is the picture I have. Uh-huh. <laughs> McNally enthusiastically wrote, You can turn a rainy day into rainbows and sunshine. <laughs> oh dear. Oh my! This is a state that just voted to ban drag shows. It did. I am so tired of the hypocrisy coming out of all of these places, Tennessee especially. I mean, the governor, literally there's a photo of him in drag as a cheerleader in high school. Yeah. It's infuriating. But Dana, he's straight, so it's okay. Oh, right, right, right. And uh, I don't know what that fallacy is that they think every drag queen in the world is gay. I know. that's not true. That's not true at all. Um, but this is his spokesperson um, for, for McNally. This is great. 
Oh, first off, he also, there was a video that McClure posted and McNally responded with heart and flame emojis while commenting that the video was very good. So. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> five stars. Five stars for the video. Great execution. Uh, the lighting. The, fantastic. Casting. The, exactly, five stars. Five stars. You know, and, and Travis, you said that the lieutenant governor is following the kid, but the, the kid's not following the lieutenant governor. Correct. So this is why I love that part of it. Um, McNally's spokesperson is scolding the media for reading anything into the lieutenant governor's apparent enthusiasm for the close-up butt pics. The spokesman said, and I quote, now this is after we found out that the gov- lieutenant governor is following the kid and not vice versa. Trying to imply something sinister or inappropriate about a great-grandfather's use of social media he's 79, says more about the mind of the left-wing operative making the implication that it does about Randy McNally. Uh, Hmm. uh, As anyone in Tennessee politics knows, Lieutenant Governor McNally is a prolific social media commenter. He takes great pains to view every post he can and frequently (laughs) posts encouraging things to many of his followers. Does he always use proper emojis at the proper time? Maybe not but he enjoys interacting with constituents and Tennesseans of all regions, backgrounds, and orientations on social media. He has no intention of stopping. <laughs> Which is broke Dana. Cra- I think I broke I wish you. I, could, I wish I had a button, because that's the craziest blank I've ever heard. Like, that's <laughs> the most ridiculous statement I have ever heard about this. I mean, this. Um, Travis is showing me some of the other posts that... Um, They're extra. I'll text them to you, Dana, so you can yeah. see the story and you can see the post. Mr. McClure has posted, and again... It, it, Mr. Mr. McClure. He's only... He's 20. He's a mister. Right. Um, what's funny is it's like the kid's not following the lieutenant governor, so it's not like he's responding to a constituent that a follows constituent. him. Um, <laughs> he's, he's following this child. He sought this kid he out. He sought that kid out. So I have a feeling it's layers under that um, <laughs> that this guy is... 79. So did, so did uh, this 21-year-old, is he the one that went to the press about this? Uh, no, I don't think so. No, it, it, it sounds like the press snooped that. Found okay. it. Because, you could, because here's the thing, that, and I don't think people realize this, but like you can see what people have liked and sure. commented on on Instagram right. and Twitter. Right, right, right. Like, well, I mean, I mean that, that, that's Instagram 101. Yeah. Right. But I don't well, think, social media 101. I, I don't yeah, think like. the 79-year-old great-grandfather realized that other oh. people could see okay. his comments well and i think half of the people listening to this just went wait you can actually see when i like someone's photo (laughs) (laughs) there was a there was a big thing about another politician recently where he um on his twitter feed Mm -hmm. he didn't realize you could see the likes and he was liking all of these raunchy not necessarily gay or or men but he was going in and liking all of these like Lady stuff. Ladies and things that are not necessarily what you'd want on your... Stuff sometimes when I click on what's trending and go, no, 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 that yeah. kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, but but he was liking them, and you can see their likes in their Twitter feed. Oh, yeah, you can. Well, he also... This is also cute. He um, McNally also responded to another photo of McClure with his... Un- McClure had his underwear barely covering up his genitals, and uh, Lieutenant Governor McNally re- uh, liked it with a simple heart emoji. Aww. Aww. <laughs> guys oh that's so sweet grandpa well and then well, well, Cap, the, grandpappy well and the best is that, that the lieutenant governor's handle on instagram is lieutenant governor mcnally so he's not even hiding that nope, part. not even not even covering it up and not then, even covering it and up then mr mcclure you know thanked him for the heart emojis in the on fire and he said you're literally always so nice heart king 
So, I mean, they have this weird relationship, apparently, and wow. Um, and the fact that they're, you know, banning drag shows, of all things. The only I would only be afraid to go to a drag show in certain places because I'd be worried about a right-winger coming with a gun. Oh, 100%. I mean, if the, if the Republicans are pissed off about what they, men in wigs with makeup, they might want to talk to the forefathers because they were the ones indoctrinating the country. Those were like the original men that were wearing wigs and makeup, but apparently they have a problem with drag queens now. I, I don't know about wigs, but this kid is definitely wearing makeup in a lot of his Instagram he posts. Is, he is. He is. Um, uh, and he's all of 20. And so, yes, to, to remind everybody, the lieutenant governor is 79. Uh-huh. This person that he is liking in fanning over is 20. He's also co-signing all of these uh, anti-drag queen bills. Exactly. Yes. yes. Exactly. And I transphobic mean, bills, too. Yes. Yes. I mean, Tennessee is awful for women, said, gay folks. Dana just anybody. got the profile and the article. I did. Travis just texted me these, and now I, you might as well talk amongst yourselves because I'm going <laughs> down a rabbit hole. I'm going down a rabbit hole. This kid, <laughs> this kid is fabulous. <laughs> Let me tell you something. <laughs> oh, and Cindy Lauper. Maybe, maybe you should tweet out his, his Instagram Oh, yes, you have to. You he'll get so many more followers. People are wondering. We, yeah, he'll get so many yeah. more followers. Yeah. Um, so, um, uh, Cindy Lauper, whom I adore. Uh, I'll do it from Steph's account. <laughs> she, <Okay. laughs> there you go. Uh, she compared the uh, LGP, uh, LGBTQ legislation to Nazi Germany, and I don't disagree with her. She said, um, according to The Hill, she said, equality for everybody or nobody's really equal. She uh, commented on current legislation restrictions being pushed in red states Mm -hmm. or how Hitler started and as the efforts to weed people out. She goes, I guess that's the way it was in his country. Started out like that, didn't it? And she's known for, she doesn't like Trump. Okay. Needless to say. Yeah. Uh, She said, go on. Sorry, Jody, please. No, no, no. I was just saying, and you've already hit on this. When you have legislatures calling for the eradication. Yes eradicate what yeah. their transgenderism which isn't even a word i'm so i'm having a really hard time not saying f-bomb right now <laughs> uh, the things that they make up it, it's that's the that's the sort of language that mimics nazi germany absolutely the, you know to eradicate jews to eradicate gypsies to eradicate gay people yeah. to eradicate germans we mm-hmm. have to remember that too that weren't seen as perfect in the eyes of nazi germany right, right? because they were they they were imperfect they weren't the blonde hair blue eye this mm-hmm. isn't just specific this is the whole thing of you know when they came for blank i didn't speak up because i wasn't part of that group because i wasn't part of that this is dangerous it is dangerous when trans women of color especially are being murdered on the streets at an astronomical rate it's to any other community and to have legislatures saying we need to eradicate eradicate a community of people it's dangerous and when the rolling stones printed that and he went up and said this is slander Mm -hmm. it's on tape these are his words. Mm-hmm. It's just infuriating. And I hope that people, and I talk about this all the time, if you can be vocal about our trans and non-binary community and family, now's the time to do it. It's not time to be shy. It's not time to be silent. It's just, we've, we've got to protect these people because they're, they're, there's a target on everyone's back right now. And for some reason, this is where the right wing has focused their energy in these elections, whether it is trans youth and taking away life-saving medical Medication, care yeah. or trans adults 
or drag queens. And what people have to understand is there's like this Venn diagram. There are trans people who are drag queens. Uh-huh. There are drag queens that aren't trans people. And then there are some drag queens that happen to be trans. Right. Like, <laughs> so I think that's one of the reasons like Marjorie Taylor Greene is like, we got to get rid of the drag queens because she doesn't know the difference between a drag queen and someone who happens to be transgender. I, I agree, agree 100% on that, Dana. Yeah, I mean, my my uh, my oldest grandniece, she, she's transitioning and she wasn't able to when she was younger. So it's more difficult for her now because mm-hmm. um, yeah. the older you are your hormones have kicked in at puberty so it's harder to fight them she's had some surgery to help alleviate some of that problem um but i mean you know she was 26 when she started to transition she's almost 30 now and yeah. she's having difficulty you know and she's a plumber right. really good plumber right. and so as soon as she started dressing how she is her coworkers, a lot of them gave her grief for it and it's yeah. like come on same person yeah just have to be dressing differently exactly. at the moment and i look slightly different than i used to and so and i guarantee a lot of these republican jerks have at one point gone into their wife's closet put on a bra because they thought it was funny put on a dress because they thought it was funny Dr- dressed in d- what they are Underwear. calling drag cross-dressed <laughs> absolutely yeah. but oh it's behind closed doors and it's their fun little kink so <laughs> yeah. it's okay the, it makes my brain want to explode the tennessee governor is finding this out because of that uh, 1977 photo of him that surfaced yep absolutely <laughs> absolutely and on that note it is 20 minutes after the hour more with dana goldberg when we get back and we'll be right back. It's the Stephanie Miller Show. Stephanie Miller. Stephanie Miller. It's 24 minutes after the hour. I'm Jody Hamilton sitting in for Ms. Miller, who is with her mommy. 323-410-0458. Dana Goldberg is with us, and you just reported on some breaking news. Yes, there's a bill that to ban child marriage in West Virginia. That's been defeated by Republicans <laughs> on a 9-8 to eight vote. Oh, God. Um, apparently, yeah, you can get married as young as 16 if you have parental consent in West Virginia, and younger if you get a judge's waiver. And so a Democrat, shockingly, put this bill forward to actually say, no, we don't like that you want to marry children. And the Republicans said, oh, but we like to marry children. And so they defeated the bill. Since 2000, there's been over 36 marriages to children. But I'm sorry, drag queens are trying to indoctrinate our children? I can't with these jerks. I'm with you. I am totally, totally with you. Oh, when you say younger, a judge can approve younger. Nine, How ten much years old. Are we kids? No, this means that there is no age limit minimum. Oh, I mean God. limit or minimum. If a judge oh can say, "Yep, that four-year-old can get married," I mean, I don't think that's going to happen. But yeah, yeah, the bill would have established that an eighteen that eighteen is the age of consent, as it should be. Right. And remove the ability of a minor to obtain consent through their parents, legal guardians, or by the court. So. Wow. It's just oh, I, I just yeah. don't understand this whole child marriage thing. But then either. again, I, I do because they want to be able to control hang up on him. Uh, and girl. And also, yeah. I, I mean, I know it's awful, but impregnate young yeah. girls yeah. So that continue to right. repopulate. Yeah, it's 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 nuts. I, yeah. I, I, was, I was about to go to Michael in the Bronx, but um, it dropped him again. Oh, well. Uh, so he's okay. going to he call may not back. have good um, 
Cell coverage. Cell coverage right now. Uh, this is, oh, I, this, I just have to just finish go, this. In go, 2000, go, go. This is mind-blowing. In 2014, when the state's five-year average was seven marriages for every thousand children ages between 15 and 17. This is 2014. Oh, my God. People aren't even old enough to vote. They're not old enough to drink. And they're marrying clearly what are men. Yes. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I'd- or or reversed, and I'm sure it's not that often, Right. that, that they're women that are yeah. – it's still I, it's statutory it's rape. In, in, in most states, it's statutory yeah. rape, but not in West Virginia. No. These kids – Because uh, West Virginia, everything's relative. <laughs> literally. <laughs> Yeah, yep. these aren't kids marrying kids. No, these are adults, these are adults marrying kids. children. Yeah. Absolutely. There's no way it's two 15-year-olds wanting no, to get married. Not at all. No, no, no. And as someone got pregnant and their parents said, if you're going to have this baby, you better lock down this marriage, which is still absurd. Yes, absolutely. Um, uh, and that's the thing. It's like uh, Lauren, well, Bobo, she's like, oh, you have to. Be, you should be 21 when making life-altering decisions on your body because you have to be 21 to drink and yada, yada. It's like, but you can get married at nine with a judge's approval? I don't also Didn't don't. her husband impregnate a teen, and it might have been her at the time? Yeah, she's she's like, a grandmother already. No, well, she's going to be she's a grandmother be. because her 17-year-old son has just told her that he knocked up a girl. Yeah, so she's about to be a G-ma. Um, 36-year-old grandma. 36-year-old. When you're role model Sarah Palin, this is what happens. Exactly. She's mm-hmm. the dumb version of Sarah Palin, which is a lot. That's saying a lot. Oh, God. <laughs> That's a bar that is six feet under. <laughs> Michael, are you there? I hope so. Hi. Yay, hey, yes, Michael from yay. the Bronx. Hey, Michael from the Bronx. How are you feeling today? I'm getting better. Good. Okay, better. I started to think there was some kind of right-wing conspiracy. I'm hoping that the phone lines weren't being hacked by some far right-wing MPG nuts. <laughs> but I got to say, I mean, when you think about it, you can't put anything past these creeps. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, I'm in my mood, mode of... Let's cut the crap away, Republicans. I can't believe the crap that they're putting on children. Mm-hmm. They want to attack the LGBTQs, mm-hmm. violate people's rights to privacy. Mm-hmm. They want to say, oh, they're going to kill our children. They're going to hurt our children, blah, blah, blah. But you're not doing a damn thing about the gun violence that you guys are perpetrating. And believe it or not, the stuff they're perpetrating now they're inciting hate. They will be inciting violence. And that's, um, I think Dana was saying earlier, that you don't want to be going to no um, drag show because you're afraid some nut's going to have a gun. Exactly, yeah. I, yeah. exactly. I'm so, sorry, Michael, I slammed you in a hard break. Um, yeah, he's absolutely right. And um, I'm glad he's, you're feeling better, Michael, because you've just had some stuff done. So it is 29 minutes after the hour. We'll be right back on The Stephanie Miller Show. Yeah, of course, nobody believes Kevin McCarthy. They shouldn't. He knows exactly what happened on that show. He would have to be living in a cave not to be aware of it. Uh, and I often don't find myself in agreement with Tom Tillis, but I do here. I was in the building that day. Uh, I saw what the uh, insurrectionists were trying to do. Uh, no one who was there that day uh, could help but conclude that this was a violent effort to stop the peaceful transfer of power. Amen. Mm-hmm. Uh, future Senator. Adam Schiff. Yep. Um, we got the sign up behind me. Uh, Kevin in Indiana. Hi. How you doing? You're on with Dana. Hi, Dana. Hi. Hi, guys. Hi. Um, Hi, Kevin. I want to join the cavalcade of Kevins, <laughs> uh, who are liberal help- helpers, 
and I, I just want to make this one point, this one observation. The thing is that there is no more Republican Party. They are the American Taliban. Yes. They they have they want to march everybody backwards. Yep. And not go forwards. You mm-hmm. know, if you're not making progress, you're stagnating and dying. Yeah. And I just wanted to share that. I hope you guys are doing okay out there with your atmospheric river and all the yeah. snow and the rain and Thanks. the floods. <laughs> it's coming Hanging in tonight. In Thank you. <laughs> and, and, and then one more thing. Uh-huh. Let's not call it QAnon. Let's call it QAnonsense. There you go. There you I go. I love it. I, I love, love it. it. That's fantastic. You know, I mean, and yes, we are expecting... I think Northern California is going to get it worse in Central than we are, but it's yeah. still not going to be. This fun weekend, we're, we're expecting like a half an inch of rain, but then next week, we're expecting one to two inches of rain again. I, be- I believe there's like an 80 to 100% chance of rain every day for my mom in Fresno for the next week. Wow. Oh, my goodness. goodness. They're going to be washed away. I mean, listen, we need to get out of the drought, but I've been spending some time on the East Coast, and it's like lovely outside, which is wonderful, but also terrifying. Exactly. Like, Climate change, what? Yeah. yeah. And and hopefully they don't get a late winter, but it is a it's yeah, it's a trip. Yeah, it totally is. I, I think I read this morning that ten people have died up in the San Bernardino Mountains. Oh, it's oh that's the, awful. Uh, the snow. Awful, yeah. awful. So it's it's just yeah. terrible. Heart goes out to the mountain communities. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um I, I know how to talk into a microphone. Uh oh. What are you doing? I swear I'm what looking, are you doing? For, She's looking I'm for a looking story. For something. I'm leaning weirdly. <laughs> oh god. Oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, the pervert stack. Oh, yeah. Okay. Pervert stack? Yeah, pervert oh, yeah. stack. Is that what you were leaning for? I was leaning for the pervert All stack. Right. We started with the uh, lieutenant, lieutenant governor. governor. Um, but now Matt Schlapp's um, accuser has come forward. Uh, yep. His name is Carlton Huffman. and um, The penis pounding guy. The penis the, pummeling. The pummeling. victim of the penis pummeling. Yes. The, peni- the penis pummeling victim. Um, so uh, he said that... Um, He's being forced to release his name because the judge overseeing his lawsuit has said you have to do that. Mm-hmm. So that's unfortunate because as far as I'm concerned, he should be shielded under the rape shield laws because it was a sexual assault. Yeah. But whatever. He said, I'm not backing away. I'm not going to drop this. Matt Schlapp did what he did and he needs to be held accountable. Um, since the allegations, uh, C- CPAC has had some staff turnover. I'm shocked. Oh, really? Shocked, I tells you. Um Huffman has uh, shared with the Post text messages and phone logs. Um, so this, I think he's got a, a, a good lawsuit against Matt yeah. Schlapp. Um, yeah. I mean, he said he, they talked about sports and said they should move to Manuel's Tavern. Huffman says where, uh, that's where Schlapp's leg made what felt like intentional contact with his. Then Schlapp also bumped his side where Huffman said he was carrying his pistol under his jacket. He tried to take Schlapp back to his hotel as the CPAC chief suggested they drink more. And then when driving him back, that's when Schlapp put his hand on Huffman's leg and mm-hmm. moving on from there. And um, he texted his friend immediately and he said, Matt Schlapp, he literally just fondled my junk like I'm over here shaking. I don't know what to do. And that was right as he got out of the car. He said, getting out of the car, Schlapp rubbed his his um, junk. junk. There we go. Um, and invited him upstairs to his room. Yeah. Yeah. As one does. Uh, so this was, is was was Mercedes invited or was she kind of left uh, at the curb? She it, wasn't it, in the it car. It believes that she she was not there for this event. Okay. And um, by the way, this uh, is a Jerry Falwell situation. No. Come on. What makes this worse is during CPAC, Matt Schlapp and Jim Jordan um, made fun of their mutual incidents during this recent CPAC, as well as oh, allegations that while serving as a re- wrestling coach. Ah. Uh, Jordan knew, and, and they were joking about this. We yeah. played the cl- we played clips of it last week. That's just 
I mean, joking about sexual assault. We both had our troubles. It's, Liz, with those, it's a with crime. It's what these guys do. It's like Absolutely. someone committing a crime and then boasting about it in a bar to their buddies. Be like, look what I pulled off. Except these guys are doing it in public in front of thousands of people. I know. It's it's it, they're disgusting. I hope that Jim Jordan's uh, is the statute too long for these boys to sue him for yeah. recent, you know? I, I don't. Drama? I know. I think there's still court cases going on, and there is a documentary. Yes, that's George coming. Clooney. When is it coming yeah, out? Not soon enough. <laughs> not soon enough. Exactly. Yeah. And then Tucker Carlson, gotta love him, defends Andrew Tate over uh, his arrest on rape and human trafficking. Oh, that's charges. the guy that uh, Greta got arrested. Yes. Um, yes. He declared Andrew Tate's arrest in Romania obviously a setup. Obviously. Um, Tate is a self-admitted misogynist, and he was arrested in Romania on charges of human trafficking and sexual assault and organized crime because he was stupid enough to have the pizza box right there to try to mock Greta Thunberg. Mm -hmm. And that's how the Romanian officials, who had been looking for him and his brother, I believe, for months at that point. And they're like, hey, we know exactly where you live. Um, So he's dumb and a predator. He denies the allegations. He's, but though, he sent a number of disturbing messages to his accusers, including one text where he allegedly told a, a woman, I love raping you. He sounds lovely. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, I hope he rots in hell. In fact, I hope, I, you know, I, I, I don't mind an eye for an eye with this stuff. You know what I mean? I understand. Carlson yeah. was clearly dismayed and lamenting. He lamented. Uh, they're rotting in a Romanian jail. And we can only imagine what a Romanian jail is like. This is clearly a definition of a human rights God. violation. Oh, that should have come from the bassinet of the president. I know. I know. <laughs> no kidding. I, uh, he's staying out of this, which is probably <laughs> Yeah, he hasn't wise. touched it. He seems like he's not touched the Andrew Tate thing. I think that's yeah. wise. Uh, every because, now and then he's not dumb. <laughs> well, and also because it doesn't affect him personally. That is also right. true. And speaking of Donald, um, he's faces being found liable of rape while in the midst of multiple investigations. So if uh, this is the um, Eugene, Eugene Carroll case. Mm-hmm. So there is a possibility that he'll still be running whilst indicted. Well, not indicted, but found liable of rape because yeah. it's a civil case. Liable. Um, uh, yeah, this is a, it's part of the inter, uh, of the interview about the DOJ's decision to issue a brief statement, uh, a brief stating the former president does not have unlimited uh, immunity when it comes to civil suits filed against him by the cops in January 6th. Uh, talked her into E.G. Carroll's lawsuit filed against him for uh, sexually assaulting her in the 90s. Um, they're trying, Donald's people are trying to make the Access Hollywood tape un- inadmissible, which I don't see why. It's right. publicly out there. Yeah. I don't see, it says, it gives a state of mind of him, right. certainly. Um, uh, Paglieri suggested that Judge Lewis Kaplan um, in Manhattan. <laughs> he has a low tolerance of Donald's BS, and so he's moving on. He's not going to let him get away with what he did to E. Jean Carroll. All of these stories make me want to scream into a pillow for I'm with you. Like, I know. All of them. All of them. Oh. And this is the party of the QAnon, remember? Right. Yeah. QAnon sense, if you will, from Kevin. Yep. Exactly. QAnon I mean, sense. It's, it's, it's just like, I mean, I'm glad that finally Donald's getting his comeuppance because I've said this for years now. Had he not run for president, he would have died a wealthy man in New York, not having to deal with anything. His kids probably would have had to deal with it in the fu- in the future. But because yeah. he ran for president, <clears throat> he everything got exposed. opened himself up yep. to to all of this, and so mm-hmm. it was the dumbest thing he could have done for himself. I absolutely agree. And I think we need to thank Hillary as well. I know that she had this election stolen from her. She, she should have been president of the United States. But I don't know if they would have gone on as hard if it hadn't been her 
that they were going up against. I, agree. I mean, I know they wanted him in the White House, but I also think because it was against her that they were e- pushing even harder mm-hmm. for him to get in. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, oh, look who we have. Who? It's our hilarious Three, gay. Two, oh, one. Well, hello. <laughs> I love that everyone's doing the countdown. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, I, well, hello. I have to. I have to follow the pervert stack. Yes, you what do naturally. Well, I mean, <laughs> you're, you're practically in the pervert. You stack chose right a now. time to call in. <laughs> I really should be. I really should be. Um, so, I'm sorry to keep calling so much this week. I feel like I'm working overtime. But Honey, you, I you did call have all the time. You're going to have to submit that overtime to your boss. Yes, Karen, you're going to have to. Su- yes, you're going to have to submit your t- time card to Karen. <laughs> I will. And I, speaking of which, I did have a lovely brunch with her uh, yesterday. We conferenced in Anito. That's going to stick. Anito is going to stick. It has to stick. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. My, I got great, great reviews from my, um, for my annual review. Uh, okay. They're gonna. They decided to double my salary, and then when I picked up the bill, they're tripling it. So I'm really excited <laughs> about that. How do you double zero? Um, yeah, exactly. How do you triple zero? I've been doing that for years. <laughs> I know. I told Karen. I said, "Well, my math degree allows me to do that simple calculation." <laughs> um, so I have a PSA for everyone out there. Okay. If you're gonna call into the show and talk about listening to ten minutes of. Tucker Carlson, mm-hmm. be sure to leave a space between the word of and the word Tucker. Yeah, thank you. Um, thank yeah. you. I, 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 like, we, almost, well, we all went I, like this. I dumped it just in yeah, case. <laughs> you know what? I So it, I, I listened to it several times, and I think he was. It was just like he said it too fast, but it really did sound like he yeah. was saying yeah. what he thought it was. Yes, right. um, and, that, and also enunciate jacket <laughs> off Jordan. Yes. <laughs> I have to give you kudos, Chris. It's a good thing that you stay active because I would have broken my back diving under the table. And <laughs> just to point out, Stephanie and I are much younger than you. So. That, that is true. Uh, yes. That is true. Yes. Oh, I that am. reminds me. Hmm. Uh, do I need to still promote the big lie when my client is on vacation? No. No, right? no absolutely no, not. not. No, you can be honest. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm the Rudy Giuliani. Uh, Rudy Giuliani of the big lie. I don't need ethics, right? No. 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 Who needs yeah. those? Um, I, I also wanted to say uh, I, I, I the West Virginia story. I, I, I mm-hmm. my grandparents from are from West Virginia. Mm-hmm. They did get married uh, at 15 because of a pregnancy. Um, so I have to recuse myself from that story. But um, they well, they were both 15, and I, and that was 1950. So here we are, 2023. I really do believe uh, agree with you guys. I think that is like you know. So that old men can marry uh, 12-year-olds. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so, so gross. So gross. So gross. I'm, oh, sorry, Kevin, honey. Um, I thought he was finished. I'm sorry, Kevin. You'll call tomorrow. Yeah. Um, uh, no, it is. It's disgusting that they're... Because, yes, it is adult men. It's not even 18-year-old boys and a 16-year-old girl. These right. are men right. marrying children. Yep. Um, and it's just... Like we were talking about the six-year-old kid um, who shot up his teacher. In Newport News, Virginia. In Newport News. They're not going to charge him, which is, he needs a different kind of help than jail time or being charged as an adult. They're not going to charge him with an adult They can't. I mean, he's six. You know, charge him uh, as a uh, a minor, certainly, and do it through the proper system. But that kid needs... um, he needs mental health care mm-hmm. because he shot somebody a and that's going to traumatize him regardless yeah. and two and we were saying that his parents need might be, be brought they need to be held accountable because according to carl frisch you have to lock up your guns in that state yeah. and obviously they didn't so 
it's just horrific what's going on in the south right now (laughs) (laughs) it just it's just it's just awful but i i am looking forward to the matt taibbi stuff tomorrow yeah it's uh and apparently stacy plaskett Mm -hmm. is not good at hiding her feelings about jim jordan (laughs) (laughs) no one should be no one should hide their feelings about jim jordan her on twitter the disdain for him is coming through very clear oh good i like that she literally said are you going to comment on every question that's asked today. And he's like, oh, I'm using my five minutes. So I go, oh, this is your five minutes. <laughs> oh, f- tomorrow is going to be is, fun audio. Oh. I cannot wait. I can't. It's, it's, oh my goodness. I want to have the last section to be a little bit longer. So it's 47 minutes after the hour. One more uh, moment with Dana after this on the Stephanie Miller Show. Doesn't anyone notice this? I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. It's the Stephanie Miller Show. Stephanie Miller. It is 52 minutes after the hour on the Stephanie Miller Show. I'm Jody Hamilton sitting in with the lovely Dana Goldberg and Chris Lavoie Hi. and Travis Boone. Hi. Three, Good, three, morning. Four, Good morning. Good morning. 410-0458. As we were talking about Cindy Lauper since you played her, mm-hmm. um, she did say something about Donald in 2016. She said, that guy is selling inflammatory things that I've never in my whole entire life heard except, you know, Hitler. Yeah. And she said that way back then. And yeah. she was actually on Celebrity Apprentice at some point. So um, I don't know what she was doing. I don't think she was a contestant. I think she might have just come in for a day. Oh, wow. Um, I, know. Okay. I don't think she was a contestant on that show. I don't huh. think she would have bought Well, her. we also knew back in the day that, like, it was still good exposure for these people to be on Celebrity Apprentice. Sure, of course. It was one of the, the highest shows in, in, the, in the country. But also, Barnett is responsible for a lot of the country thinking Absolutely. that he's somehow a good businessman. Uh, so I don't blame anyone for being on The Apprentice because I think they knew he was stupid. I think they knew he was a bad businessman and a con man. But I don't think they knew he was a Russian puppet back right. then. So yeah. I forgive right. anyone that was on The Apprentice because and, it helped their career. And everybody uh, that was on the show had to sign a non-disclosure agreement where they couldn't... Right. Uh, uh, talk about what went on on the show, right. and they also couldn't talk bad about yeah. Donald Trump in perpetuity. Right. So, right? Yeah, yeah. So they I, were kind of stuck. which is just like, could you imagine? Just, right. I guess I have nothing to say for the rest of my life. Ever. Yeah. Exactly. Ever. And and apparently Donald is going to sell a book for ninety nine dollars from with all the celebrity letters that he's received over oh, the years. Oh God. Yeah. So all the nice and you know things. Why that it's only ninety nine dollars because then he doesn't have to claim it. Mm-hmm. Um, he will he will be selling the uh, autographed ones for over three hundred dollars. So three hundred ninety nine dollars. Yeah, he'll have to claim that. But no, I mean he's, there's a letter from Oprah Winfrey and others, and it's like, hey, you were a different, dude. Yeah. Um, a long time, not that different, but his persona was different. This is he not going to rehabilitate his different. career. It's not going to. It's he's going to no. try. He's trying to embarrass the people that wrote him. That's what yeah. he's doing. That's exactly yeah. what he's doing. It's definitely going to be filed under fiction. So there yes, you have that. There you go. So how about some cocaine stack? Okay. Yes, please. We got one. I'll talk really fast. Um, cocaine cat. <laughs> cocaine cat? Cocaine cat. cat. Yes. Cocaine cat. Uh, an exotic cat has been housed at the Cincinnati Zoo after escaping its owner's car during an arrest and <laughs> later testing positive for cocaine. Poor baby. A, a serval, which is a large cat. Those are big kitties. Escaped a man's vehicle and ran up a tree in January. Hamilton County dog wardens deputies said the animal was not excited no. to be removed. 
no, don't take me. Um, <laughs> and its leg was broken. Oh, poor baby. Aww. In the in the struggle, the cat expert he called for help was amazed they were able to get it out of the tree at all. He he said, "I'd rather deal with a tiger." Um, <laughs> And the cat was treated for its broken leg and given a tox test, which came back positive for cocaine. Now they they say now we can't say how the animal got the cocaine <laughs> in the system. I don't know if it was environmental or experimental. I don't think the cat had a choice for some reason. I also, if you've ever met a cat, there's no cat that's on a table looking at a mirror that's not looking you dead in the eye, taking their paw, and pushing off $800 of cocaine right off the table. <laughs> exactly. Cats do that. Right in the eye, like, really? Was Don Jr. driving that car? I know. It's Don Jr. was there, wasn't he? He was the, he was the man that was arre- arrested. I almost said a different uh, Oh, dear. It's the uh, Stephanie Miller Show. What? Don Jr.'s on coke. It's Don Jr.'s on coke. Mm-hmm. He said it. I didn't. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then there are cocaine hippos. So we got them all. How? Well, then the, there's the cocaine bear story. Now we're getting all these poor animals that are big. By the way, have you ever seen a hippo swim? They're scary as hell. It's oh, a, yeah. No, it's amazing. They're fast as hell, too. They're really, really fast. The craziest thing. Yeah. They're causing problems in Colombia. Okay. Um, the hippos themselves are not addicted to the cocaine. Eh, maybe a How little. do they know? How do, exactly. Los, Denial los, is the first step. Uh, so. Who's <laughs> testing right. those hippos? I know. They need to get into an NA meeting or something. We're fine. We're fine. What? It's just recreational. Um <laughs> I just like the way it smells. Keep going. Mm. Uh, it tastes really good on my gums. Uh, local scientists say that they nonetheless are posing a problem because after being imported to South America by Escobar from Africa, they Pablo lack Escobar. <laughs> exactly. They lack natural predators and thus are able to multiply in astonishing rates. They say the feces change the composition of the rivers and could impact the habitat of manatees. And oh my God, we're going to have a bunch of really hyped up animals. Swimming oh even God. faster. Swimming if, even faster. Yeah. Say, frighteningly. If their cocaine gets into their poop, then the manatees are going to be on cocaine. Exactly. Oh, God. I'm ready for cocaine manatee. <laughs> Here's what happened. Well, uh, that's going to bleach the cocaine sharks. Cocaine animals, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the hippos would be lured into food into large iron containers and transferred by truck to the airport. Um, from there, they would be flown to India and Mexico. So they're trying to get them into rehab is what it sounds like to me. Um, and they need <laughs> it. They take need... them to Promises in Malibu. There you go. 12-step program. You know, sit them all in a circle. Have some coffee because they like the cocaine, so they need the speedy stuff. Um, uh, and some of them may have lost weight because of their cocaine addiction, so they got to eat more. A skinny hippo. A skinny hippo. You never <laughs> no know. No one likes a skinny hippo. No. <laughs> no one likes a skinny hippo. Like, no one likes a skinny Santa. Yeah. <laughs> so um, we're almost out of time. Let's plug your show again. Um, Thank you so much. Albuquerque, New Mexico, and the surrounding areas, May 20th. Some of you have already purchased tickets since I announced it, which is Yay. sweet. May 20th, South Broadway Cultural Center. Go to my website, danagoldberg.com. Hit the tour button. It's the last date listed as of right now. Tickets are really reasonable. I just want a full theater. We're going to sell out. I'm going home. Follow me on Instagram, DG Comedy. I love you all. Are you going to stay with your mom? Are you going to stay with Ma? I'm going to visit Ma, but okay. I probably won't stay with her for those two days. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Dana. Thanks, Dana. Love y'all. Love you guys. Mwah. Mwah, mwah, mwah. We'll all right. Week, we'll Dana. see you guys tomorrow on the Stephanie Miller Show. Bye.